0: That's N-O-O-M dot to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch
1: Podcast. Your morning pitching podcast from pitcherlist.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 12th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. If you are a database engineer, come talk to us. Uh, we might have some open positions for you. So go to pitcherlist.com slash hiring today. And uh, we would love to hear you if you have a passion for baseball and all these amazing stats that we're doing. Uh, We really want to meet you as we have an open position for you. Clark Schmidt, 5.1 innings, one run, 4 hits, 0 walks, and 4 Ks against the Red Sox. Do I like him? Not really. I don't really think he has a put-away offering. Uh, I'm happy that his slip sweeper and his cutter were getting strikes, but I just don't really think that he is that exceptional. Um, He's on a decent run at the moment. But I don't think he's that fantasy relevant. And 12-teamers, you know, maybe against the Red Sox, that's fine. But I don't really see Clark Schmidt as all of a sudden really turning around, even though he has had this really nice stretch. Low sinker usage, though, is cool. 18%. It is his worst pitch. And to see him rely on those secondaries was nice. So maybe this can work for your 12-teamers, but not really something I'm chasing. Shane Bieber, finally. Seven innings, nine strikeouts, zero and runs, three hits, one walk. And the slider and cutter returned 10 out of 48 whiffs, but it was only five on the slider. And I feel like the 42% CSW on the four seamer isn't going to stick same with the 48% on the cutter against the Astros, but they didn't have Alvarez. I am not quite sold that Bieber is fully out of the 20% strikeout rate guy that he has been. Like It was a 16.3% strikeout rate, I believe, entering the start. This was nice. I'm glad to see it. But I need to see like a 12-width game just on the slider. And I need maybe hopefully see the curveball come back a bit. I don't really think that this is going to stick. But hey, maybe I'll raise them a little bit. Maybe there is something there. Uh, Braxton Garrett against the White Sox was our stream pick of the day. I don't know how... He was under 20% rostered. He was against the White Sox. 5.1 innings, 0 under runs, 3 hits, 1 walk, and 9 strikeouts for Braxton Garrett. He has a wonderful schedule against the Nationals and the Pirates next. You keep going with this. Uh, change up at 67% strike. Slider at 41% CSW. You love to see it. Really, he's killing it. Tom and Walker had an amazing gold star night against the Dodgers. Got the win. 5 innings, 0 runs, 2 hits, 2 walks, and 5Ks. He suddenly threw 2.5 ticks harder on everything. Like, why didn't you get this right? It's because of that. Yeah, I'm not going to ever predict that Tywin Walker or anybody is going to throw 2.5 ticks harder on a given night. So he was at 95 on his fastball sinker, not 92.3. Okay, weird. And yet the splitter returned 26% CSW across 46% usage. Like, I just, this is not it. But, hey, maybe that velocity sticks around. Maybe he fixed something. I don't know. I, I really don't think that Tyler Walker is that good. But we'll see. Uh, the the Tigers went to pretty much a bullpen game with Joey Wentz going 4.1 innings of two runs. And we don't really care. Uh, John Barbia led his Giants bullpen game. No one cared there. Um, we had a couple of them today. Uh, Mitch Kelly did really well against the Mets. Seven strikeouts and seven innings, one earned run, two hits, two walks. Now, I guess the Brewers and Marlins, you should feel really good about that. We got to talk about Blake Snell here. Uh, 40% CSW, 17 whiffs inside of Coors. This was not Rocky Road. This was in cores. Seven innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, 12 strikeouts. Blake Snell's not back. What? Yeah, he's not back. I'm sorry. Um, I know it's a King Cole, I know it's 17 whiffs, so for me, and I've watched a lot of Blake Snell over the years, what makes him so good is when he's able to throw four seamers inside the zone at a high rate, and then he's also able to get his curveball and slider over the zone, inside the zone as well. A 45% zone rate on the four seamer isn't so bad, we've seen like 30% before, But it's not like 50, 55% up to 60, really, as we're supposed to see. And 67% CSW with a 50% swing strike rate on the curveball is not really it. Only a 22% zone rate. The Rockies were chasing it. I'm glad to see that. But I don't really think that's sustainable. Now, the changeup was still good. um, But it's not... It's not the Blake Snell that I feel like, oh, no, no, he's figured out again how to get his four seamer up in the upper half of the zone and then be able to properly do like cutters. Sorry, curveball, sliders, changeups underneath that, Like do the Blake Snell blueprint. He's not doing it. It's not quite there. So I'm really happy this worked. Um, he gets a raise next. I think it might be a regression, uh, but I really hope to be wrong. Obviously, you have to like pick up Blake Snell and hope that this is actually something sustainable, but I just don't. I don't think so. Um, Lucas Giolito against the Marlins. Seven innings, one earned run, six hits, one walk in, eight strikeouts, 12 whiffs, 32% CSW. Great to see it. The velocity dropped, though. Back down to 92, not 94, but he spotted pitches really well. I mean, like, that was that was really good. He took advantage of the Marlins. I think you're fine against the Mariners next We're in this purgatory a little bit. Well, Lucas Giolito still is. He's not that ace, but maybe that's just who he is. Maybe he's just the holly, and that's cool. Caleb Ferguson led this bullpen game for the Giants, and who cares? Brian Bayo against the Yankees, 7 innings, 200 runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, and 3 strikeouts. It was fine. He had a decent changeup and slider. Um, low, low sinkers a lot here. He's actually doing really well with those, and that's cool. I wish I saw more from changeups and sliders here that actually got me excited, but it's fine. He gets the Yankees again. Could be fine. If he doesn't have those sinkers. Sorry, those secondaries improving, maybe Bayo does struggle there, but it's fine. Maybe Judge is back by then, so might be a little bit different. Denelson the Met went against Blake Snell and Coors, five innings, two and runs, six hits, three walks, and five Ks. Better than expected? Eh, not really. I just no, you're not doing that. He's not the old Denelson the Met. He did have a better slider, but it's like 94 inch change, not like 97 that he used to have. JP Sears against the Brewers came through for those that streamed him, five innings, got the win, two and runs, six hits, zero walks, five Ks. It's fine. Um, He's not really getting the overwhelming amount of whiffs, though. Just four here. And that makes me kind of concerned against the Phillies next. Trevor Williams against the Braves. No, thank you. Don't care. He had really nice pitch separation. 13 whiffs, 27% CSW to go for the win. Five innings, 200 runs, seven hits, one walk, six Ks. You just can't buy into this for Trevor Williams. If it's a decent matchup, maybe next time, maybe. But I can't do it. Uh, Carlos Carrasco against the Pirates, 4.2 innings, 2 earned runs, 6 hits, 3 walks in, just 1 strike at how am I supposed to butter my bread with this? The velocity was there at 93, but the secondaries just weren't, and if you picked him up for this, it's a double bubble, as you're like, wait, why did I do this? Shane McClanahan, ace is going to ace with 20 whiffs, you love to see it, Gallows pull, he is the front runner for the Cy Young, and honestly, I don't think he loses it. Uh, Kyle Gibson... Adam Wainwright, Hunter Green, Griffin, Canning, Freddie Peralta, so many others. Zach Allen, what's going on? We're
0: going to talk about all those in today and tomorrow's starters after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today. Cal Gibson did well
1: against the Royals. Fine. We don't really know what to expect from him. We move on. Uh, Adam Wainwright, you don't want to do it. Hunter Green had a ton of strikeouts as one of the better fastballs in the game and he had a near 500 BABIP. That's why it was five innings, 5.1 innings of three in runs, but nine strikeouts. Like you just keep starting Hunter Green. He is the new Matthew Boyd. Of, like, 2018, 2019, where you can get a ton of strikeouts, but you might be hurting a little bit on the ratios. I mean, I think it just has to settle for him in a good way. Really good Blake's on blueprint here. Uh, Griffin Canning against the Mariners. Seven strikeouts as he threw 35% uh, four-seamers. I mean, look, that's 65% secondaries. I normally say I want to see, like, 75% secondaries. But he gets a good matchup next time against the Royals, and I kind of like Griffin Canning for that. He's in a good place. Mike Myers uh, was followed... Or followed uh, Carlos Hernandez for five innings, four and in runs. We don't want to go with that. Freddy Peralta, kind of disappointing. I mean, it was a one whip against Oakland and five strikeouts with four and runs, and it's kind of weird because he got he got four seamer whiffs and he got a good CSW on a slider, but it's three out of eleven curveball strikes. He just labored a little more than you want him to, and that's it. I guess the Pirates next are just going to start him there. Louis Varland is finally going to get a good matchup. Against the Tigers, I know wasn't good against the, the, the against the Jays, wasn't good against the Rays. Doesn't matter. Forget all of that. He has a really good four seamer. He gets uh he has a solid cutter for a number two pitch. He gets the Tigers. You're gonna go for it. Good stuff. Zach Gallon, I'm drinking out of my Gallon Gals mug today. Went against the Tigers because I'm trying to send good vibes his way. 5.2 innings, five earned runs, ten hits, two walks, five Ks, 1.5 ticks down on the four seamer and curve, and yet he earned 17 whiffs. So that's kind of weird. He got beat on the lower half of the zone, on, and it, those pitches generally should allow hits, but it kind of singled out. I don't know. I'm not going to overreact to the velocity going down. I think it comes back up next time. Bryce Elder it was a Vargas rule, and maybe it's coming to a screeching halt as he had just one strikeout in 5.1 innings with five runs, eight hits, and one walk, but it was regression that we expected, but it came back harshly, or more harsh than he, I guess, deserves, but... Uh, It's Rocky Road next. I think you just kind of go one more and see if this really was just a Vargas rule, which it kind of is. But I feel like that's still worth it because he's a Toby, right? it's Rocky Road. Just don't be starting him against really good teams. Brandon Bailak against the Guardians didn't come through with his changeup, and that's it. It's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, You don't really want to be starting Bailak too often. He could make it worse, work against the Reds. The Reds are actually kind of good on the road. Um... It's a deep streaming option if he does have that changeup. Hayden Wisneski hasn't really had the sweeper getting a ton of whiffs. Three whiffs here and 17 thrown on the sweeper. That's not it. So he didn't do well against the Giants. Uh, you have Martin Perez against the Rays. 700 runs and 3.1 innings. You don't want to start him against it. He was at the very bottom of a questionable start because maybe there was a chance. But yeah, you didn't really want to do this. And that's that. Logan Gilbert against the Angels. Three innings of 600 runs. Eight hits, zero walks, and two Ks. His splitter was just three for seven strikes. He didn't really have it. 4 Seamer was 12% CSW, and he's forced to throw a ton of sliders over the plate. Four of those allowed hits, right? And that goes back to the whole old adage of, like, yeah, you need a better slider and curveball. But I feel like it was just a weird game of, like, oh, you didn't have your slider, you hung a lot of sliders, uh, sorry, you didn't have your splitter, you hung a lot of sliders, and your fastball wasn't as effective. So it goes uh, Kevin Gosman against the twins, 4.2 innings of 600 runs, seven hits, four walks, four Ks. I say Gosman has the best and most consistent splitter in the majors. And it was just 47% strikes here. That's just kind of how it works. Unfortunately, the case here, you keep going with Gosman. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's streamers. We don't have too many today. We've got James Paxton, Logan Webb, Zach Eflin, Bryce Miller, Jesus Luzardo um, are in that auto start tier. You love to see all of this. It feels good. There's no reason you shouldn't be doing any of it. All of them are good matchups. Charlie Morin against Detroit is in the probable start, because you just don't really know what you're gonna get from Morin, but you're gonna start him here. Questionable start here, there is none. I'm not gonna just add someone in the questionable start tier just for the sake of having someone in the questionable start tier. There's no one here. And which is kind of interesting, by the way, because we get like this this blue, brown, uh pink uh selection, because we have Luke Weaver as the um as the do not start tier streamer. So you get a flag that I kind of agree with here. Which is awesome. Uh, but anyway. Uh, do not start tier Luke Weaver against the Royals. Yeah you don't want to do that. But maybe if you're in dire need of a stream on Monday. Luke Weaver could have his cutter away. And his change up. Or cutter glove side and change up uh, arm side. But I don't want to do it. Dane Dunning against the Angels. He's not that good. And the Angels are good. Matthew Liberatore is going not Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty is going tomorrow. He goes against the uh, the Giants. I think Matthew Libertor isn't doing enough and also had decreased velocity last time. Uh, Zach Greinke against the Reds. Who knows what's going to happen? Connor Siebel has been kind of better than expected, but yeah, no, not. I don't want to do it against the Red Sox. James Capillane, if he throws enough fastball strikes, four-seam strikes and sliders, maybe he does well against the Rays, but no thanks. Taylor Anderson has like, what, a 13% strike rate? We're not going to do that one. Tommy Henry against the Phillies. Yeah, no, thank you. Matt Strom is going today, not Dylan Covey. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I don't care. Sorry, Matt Strom. I wish you had really developed as a uh, starting pitcher, but it's not there. And the Tigers bullpen against Atlanta. Don't want to touch that. Spencer Strider looking at tomorrow is leading the way uh, with Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, George Kirby, Pablo Lopez, Zach Wheeler, Joe Muscov, Chris Bassett, Hunter Brown, and John Gray. You know this. You're just going to start them all. Also, no one has a terrible matchup here, like a really bad one. None of them. So this is sweet. That's great. John Gray is the toughest one against the Angels, and you're doing that. Luis Severino goes against the Mets. He's had decreased velocity, and it's a little scary, but he's on the IL. There's no injury, apparently. So fine, probable start here. there you are at the top of it. Tony Gonsolin against the White Sox. Sure, that should be fine. I know he had regression last time, but the White Sox aren't too scary. Um, you have Alex Cobb against the Cardinals. He had his splitter last time. That should be okay. Same with Jack Flaherty against the Giants. He's been trending upward. It has been two steps forward, one step back, but this should be okay. Turner Bybee is has the toughest matchup here against the Padres, which is why he's underneath them. And also, he really hasn't had the ceiling of his arsenal realized for a little bit. So I have him near the bottom of this. While well, there's also Edward Cabrera against the Mariners, who left his last game with a blister. So we don't know how long this is going to go. And hopefully he has his fastballs for strikes. In the questionable start tier, I don't like any of this. Sometimes I do like some questionable start ones and some sneaky plays here and there. I would not be chasing any of this. Uh, Jameson Tyone against the Pirates is the stream pick of the day. Maybe that does work. He could go five plus innings now, and Jameson Tyone has enough stuff to make that work. And hopefully the the balls find gloves. Lance Lynn is a complete cherry bomb against the Dodgers. I don't want to do it, but I get that there is a chance that he goes like eight strikeouts and quality start stuff here. Uh, Luis Ortiz goes against the Cubs. It might look a little appealing, but I think that Luis Ortiz doesn't bring enough to the table here um, with his fastball being too hittable and the slider not being consistent enough. And Brandon Williamson, if he's able to jam uh, the Royals hitters with cutters inside, this could work, especially with Vinny Pescantino on the IL. All these really good hitters, Pescantino, Alonso, Judge, are on the IL right now. It's really annoying. But it's good for pitchers, I guess. Do not start to your Zach Davies against the Phillies. That could work, but I just feel it's too hyper-reliant on that changeup. And you just don't know if that's going to be there on a given night. Uh, Jaime Berea against the Rangers. No, thank you. Cutter Crawford is fascinating. We spent a lot of time this morning. That's why it's kind of late going over some pitchers, including Cutter Crawford. And Cutter Crawford is really good. It is a top-tier, like, elite four-seamer PLV. Like, 18% swing strike rate. He's going on top of the zone. The slider has a lot of potential. The cutter, if he gets it down, could be really good. He's just at 58 pitches right now. I don't know how much the Red Sox are actually going to start him. This might be just four innings. And that's so frustrating because I actually feel that there's something there with Cutter Crawford. Especially with the adjustments he made from last year moving on the rubber as well. It's like it's there. Just give him a chance, Red Sox. Yanni Chirinos against the Oakland Athletics looks good. Except that Yanni Chirinos does not have good stuff. The slider is so hittable. And then a sinker is just relying on O-swing, essentially, to right-handers to get outs. That's it. Like, none of it is good. Reese Olsen against Atlanta is kind of interesting, but it's against Atlanta. So I don't want to do that. Dean Kramer's the ceiling is limited, especially against the Jays. Chase Anderson has had these miraculous starts, and maybe that works in Boston. That's better than Patrick Corbin against Houston. Hogan Harris against the Rays. And Jordan Lyles against the Reds. But all right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for your support. There is a very interesting thread Going on inside of the Discord about some potential stuff that Pitcherless might be doing, and I want your feedback on it. Uh, if you're like curious about like, wait, what is the future of Pitcherless? This is something for 2025, a major project of ours that I've been dreaming of for ages. And if you want to hear more about it and give your feedback, you got to be part of the Pitcherless Plus Discord. So use po- promo code podcast P O D C A S T, all one word, all in caps, to get a discount of PL Plus or PL Pro today and join the conversation because. It is the best fantasy baseball location on the internet. But that is it. So, honestly, just best baseball location. But best uh, best Discord on the internet. There you go. But that is it. So, my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bats be low and your strikeouts high.